Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Amos chapter 1 from the World English Bible. The words of Amos, who was among the herdsmen of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. He said, Yahweh will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem, and the pastures of the shepherds will mourn, and the top of Carmel will wither. Yahweh says, For three transgressions of Damascus, yes, for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they have threshed Gilead with threshing instruments of iron. But I will send a fire into the house of Hazael, and it will devour the palaces of Ben-Hadad. I will break the bar of Damascus and will cut off the inhabitant from the valley of Avon, and him who holds the scepter from the house of Eden, and the people of Syria shall go into captivity to Ker, says Yahweh. Yahweh says, For three transgressions of Gaza, yes, for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they carried away captive the whole community to deliver them up to Edom but I will send a fire on the wall of Gaza, and it will devour its palaces. I will cut off the inhabitant from Ashdod and him who holds the scepter from Ashkelon, and I will turn my hand against Ekron, and the remnant of the Philistines will perish, says the Lord Yahweh. Yahweh says, For three transgressions of Tyre, yes, for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they delivered up the whole community to Edom and didn't remember the brotherly covenant. But I will send a fire on the wall of Tyre, and it will devour its palaces. Yahweh says, For three transgressions of Edom, yes, for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because he pursued his brother with the sword, and cast off all pity, and his anger raged continually, and he kept his wrath forever. But I will send a fire on Teman, and it will devour the palaces of Basra, Yahweh says, For three transgressions of the children of Ammon, yes, for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they have ripped open the pregnant women of Gilead, that they may enlarge their border. But I will kindle a fire in the wall of Rabbah, and it will devour its palaces, with shouting in the day of battle, with a storm in the day of the whirlwind, and their king will go into captivity, he and his princes together, says Yahweh. That is the end of chapter 1. Amos opens his writings by telling us exactly when he is prophesying, even pinpointing it to an earthquake. The reigns of Uzziah, who reigned 52 years, and um, he's called Uzziah in Chronicles, as you recall, but then Azariah in 2 Kings 15.1. Um, His reign overlapped with Jeroboam for about 26 years. You can see the chart by Dr. Floyd Nolan Jones that explains the chronology of this in reference to some confusion with reconciling Uzziah's reign with Jeroboam's. 
that can be found on in the book, uh, The Chronology of the Old Testament, page 143. So this means uh, the placement of Amos here with these two kings means that Amos was prophesying somewhere between 810 and 784 BC. Now, Dr. Jones puts it at 788 BC, but I couldn't discover exactly why. The earthquake has been identified by archaeologists in our time as occurring about 750 to 760 BC generally, which is close to this date and does narrow Amos's book down to the latter part of Jeroboam's reign to come close to that. Josephus also mentions this earthquake. The earthquake is not mentioned in the events in Kings or Chronicles, but it is referenced in Zechariah 14.5, where Zechariah is prophesying during the rebuilding of the temple when Darius is reigning. And you can read about that in Ezra chapter 6, verses 14 through 15. The phrase repeated three transgressions S4 gives a sense of continuing and building in transgression, which you also get a sense from when it says God will not turn away punishment. Keep in mind that these people are not seeking mercy or forgiveness. They are plowing ahead destructively in cruelty in their wickedness, and this is why punishment should not be withheld. Also, the descriptions of what is going on are extreme to other people. They're threshing them like with iron teeth, and they're taking huge numbers of people captive, and they're just raging mad. The people are referred to, who are warned here, are referred to by their cities and land where they live, with particular mention for the king of Syria. Actually, two of them, we have Haziel and Ben-Hadad. We know about Ben-Hadad from places like 1 Kings 15, 18, and 1 Kings 20. And then in 2 Kings 8 is where it talks about Hazael was the king and Ben-Hadad is going to kill him. Isaiah and Jeremiah also prophesy about the destruction of Syria. Isaiah in chapter 17, verses 1 through 3, and Jeremiah 49, 27. And then you can see in 2 Kings chapter 16, verse 9, where they are taken captive in Kerr, like it's talking about. And this happens under King Ahaz later in 739 BC. The section that uses the reference to Gaza, etc., those cities, refers to the Philistines, which we know from all kinds of battles that Israel had with them. And then Tyre was a previously friendly kingdom in the time of Hiram with David and Solomon. And you can also see Isaiah 23, 1 that talks about its demise. Edom is, of course, referring to descendants of Esau and Ammon, descendants from Lot's youngest daughter. If you think God was just out to get these nations, you're missing the point. He cares about their lives too, or else he wouldn't have warned them. And he wouldn't have said Abraham's seed will bless many nations in Genesis 12.3. And also recall Nineveh with Jonah and when God speaks to Nebuchadnezzar to soften his heart and bring him back to him. And then there's the healing of Naaman, and there's Rahab and Ruth in the line of Christ. And then there's salvation being sent to the Gentiles. God loves the whole world. A bit more about Amos. David Gusick and another commentator that I couldn't go back and find point out that this Amos is not the Amos with the Z that is Isaiah's father. Apparently, the two names, Amos and Amos, are more different in Hebrew. Also, this Amos was working with sheep in Tekoa. 
the Holman Bible Atlas on page 84, which is map 39, shows it about 10 miles south of Jerusalem and five miles south of Bethlehem. Isaiah, on the other hand, seems to have been working as some sort of scribe or recorder in the court of the kings of Judah. But being a herdsman does not necessarily mean poor. It could have been a profitable business, as is mentioned for the king of Moab in 2 Kings 3. But Amos does refer humbly to his position later, at least in terms of not being in a position or rank in the government or religiously. But we will find out that he definitely wasn't speaking in obscurity. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 